Marcus Stroman has spoken, but will the Cubs, as he gets a possible extension coming up to the trade deadline? We talk about it all regarding Stroman right now. You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alongside Sam Olver, I'm Matt Cozy. Please support the show and be a part of our community here by following on all audio platforms. And you can watch, subscribe, and leave a comment on YouTube. Thanks so much for making us your first listen. Sam and I are lifelong fans, taking our passion into a discussion with you on all things Cubs. Today's Tuesday episode is presented by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed with Game Time. Cubs pitcher Marcus Stroman is having a great season, ranking first right now in the National League in ERA, WHIP, opponent batting average, innings, and quality starts. He has a player option for the 2024 season. For 21 M's, he's making 25 M's this year in the midst of a three-year 71 M's deal. Given how Stroman has pitched, given the state of the Cubs, discussion on Stroman's future with the team has picked up steam, and Stroman himself has delivered a lot of that, publicly stating multiple times now he wants to remain with the Cubs, and that was punctuated on Saturday when he spoke to reporters in San Fran following a tweet earlier that day about, one, his desire to stay with the team, and two, wanting clarity on whether or not the Cubs want to extend him. Before we hear from Stroman himself, because, you know, it, I didn't want it to be a a Mr. Cozy read-aloud session in my classroom. I, I thought his comments on Saturday, if I just read them, I don't think it lands the plane very well. Um, and so I think it's important that we, at a rare time where we incorporate some audio onto this show, we don't do it a lot. We have barely done it at all. Um, but we have two minutes and 40 seconds out of five minutes where Stroman spoke. Um, so we are going to hear from him himself if you haven't uh, yet. Sam, what were your first impressions before we hear the audio on the Stroman situation right now? My first impressions before we hear the audio are that I am not surprised at all. This is how the, this negotiation is going to go. Um, I will speak more about it after we hear about it. But I, the, the big thing, and I've said this during these extensions processes, I've always kind of leaned in a weird way. I don't want to describe it like this, but I've leaned in a way where I actually side with Jed on these things because I just think everybody, every casual fan always pounds the table for extensions without thinking about numbers, without thinking about situations. And right. I think Marcus Stroman is going to get an extension. The Hap extension, even though he's been absolutely porous this season for the most part, ended up being a very team-friendly, smart deal for the Cubs, in my opinion. Same with Miko. And I think the the... 
decision not to extend Chris Bryant, Javier Baez, Rizzo, Contreras overall looks pretty good. So I think Jed knows what he's doing here, but I'll talk more in detail about that as to why. And by the way, Marcus Stroman knows what he's doing here as well. And, and, and let's listen and then I'll talk some more. All right, here's Marcus Stroman from Saturday. I'm just being straight up and real and honest with the negotiations. I want nothing more than to be a Cub. I kill myself 24-7 on and off the field to perform well, to keep my body in position, to keep my mind in position. I, I truly believe I prepare like nobody else, so I know my worth. And we've been going to the front office from spring training, very open that I want to be here. And we've continued those talks until now, and there's been no, you know what I mean? There's been no, nothing from their side, no offers, no talks really at all. So, like I said, that's me putting it out there, being super honest, and now I'm back to work. I'm not going to really address it anymore moving forward. Still listen if Jed came to you at some point? Or? Yeah, I'm open, like I said. I'm, I'm, I'm very open. To, it's, it's, like I said, there's been no talks. There's been nothing substantial. It's talking in circles. There's, there's nothing. So I just know how this works and how narratives start to be created from the top down and how, how they can push out narratives and how they can kind of put the player against that. So I'm not going to allow that happen. Like I said, I'm being very open and being very real. There's been nothing. You can ask them that from their perspective as well. So like I said, I'm, I'm very in tune now. I'm just putting that out there, but I'm not going to talk on it anymore. I'm right back to my routine today and I'm preparing for my next start on Thursday. The tweet that you put out today mm -hmm. just sort of came amid, you know, like just more and more stories that have come out talking about the Cubs being sellers and you being a trade piece. What yeah. was this? Was this just maybe a way for you to just sort of say in the last best possible way that you don't want to move on on the 31st of July? I mean, in a way, like I said, I'm just being open and real. I, I know how narratives get created in media from the top down once it starts to get creep towards the trade deadline and how they try to make it sound like players are unsignable or don't want to be here like I want to be here more than anything so I made that known and there's been no there's been no rebuttal from their side and like I said I won't address it anymore I'm not worried about the trade deadline I prepare at like a I, I like I said I kill myself on and off the field to prepare at a very high level to perform so at the end of the day I'm comfortable going with forever ideally I'd want to be a cub but it's a business at the end of the day, and that's how it has to be handled at times. And at the moment right now, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just based on how you feel, uh, are you and Jed in the front office, I don't know, for lack of a better word, okay with each other? Yeah, I have no problem with them. You know what I mean? There's no problem. It's just, like I said, there's been no offer. There's been no extensions, talks. And my agent and I have been very open and pretty much multiple times a month saying, like, hey, let's sit down, let's talk, let's get something done. And there's been nothing from their point, so... That's just facts and just, just how it is. Sam, my first question that I had for you is I listened to that clip yeah. again before yeah. I edited it earlier today. Yeah, yeah. What do you think Jed Hoyer's reaction to that is? Not happy. Yeah. Um, it, it Marcus Stroman is a very smart guy. Um, he's a very smart guy. And this is a leverage play by Stroman. And big time, what you do, it's an unwritten rule that you're supposed to keep that stuff in house, like Ian right. Happ did, like Nico Horner did. And Marcus Stroman didn't keep it in house. I don't think it's a deal breaker. I don't think it's that big of a deal. But Matt, let's just break this down because what I've learned in professional sports, because I, I've been lucky enough to build some connections and talk to people, what I've learned is this stuff is not as complicated as people think it is. Okay. So let's break it down, you and I. 
Marcus Stroman is a smart guy. Right now, you agree or disagree, this is probably the highest his value is going to be. Do you think that's true? Yes, 100%. Like, like Marcus Stroman could come out, and I don't think this is going to happen. I think his next start is Thursday against Pittsburgh. It is. He could, he could come out against Pittsburgh and have the same start he had against Minnesota on Mother's Day, and that ERA could shoot up to the mid-threes, and then all of a sudden we're thinking, all right, is this guy a $100 million pitcher, or did he just get off to a great start? Now, I don't think that's going to happen, but let's just talk about where he's been lately. His last few starts, he dominates the yes. Mets and almost throws a complete game. Then he throws a complete game shutout, one of the best performances we've seen by a Cub pitcher in the last 10 years against, oh, the best team in baseball. Th then he comes out and gets another win against the Padres and another win against the Giants. He's rolling. So his value is super high right now. So it makes a lot of sense that he comes out publicly to be like, hey, man, I haven't got an offer because his dollar amount right now is as high as it's probably ever going to be. Now, next year, I believe Marcus Stroman will be in his age 33 season. I think that's, that's true. Correct. Yeah. So, you know, and he's not a guy that is a power pitcher. And these non-power pitchers just don't get the contracts that the power guys do because of just simple math and simple regression. You take away the shift, right? And, and it just feels like next year we could be saying, hey, Marcus Stroman's pitching just the same as he did last year. He's having some bad luck. His ERA is in the high threes. So let's talk numbers. So he is currently on a three-year, $71 million deal. Is that right? Yeah. I don't think the Cubs ever wanted to give him this deal just to be a two-year rental to help them stay respectable until they were good again. I firmly believe the Cubs want him back. Now, the question is, is what type of contract are we looking at? My guess is the Cubs will start the offering process with the same exact deal they just gave him. Something like three years, 71 as an extension. Marcus Stroman will decline that immediately, and they're going to have to find a happy medium. He'll probably want a fourth year. He'll probably want four years, $100 million. And they'll they'll negotiate from there and go and and see if they can meet in the middle. The question for Stroman is what is he worth on the open market? Is would he get a deal from a from a team for a lack of a better term that isn't the smartest that'll say, hey, we'll give you four years, 110, 120, because we really want a guy like you. And will Marcus Stroman take that or would he take less to be on the Cubs? It's the same thing we've gone through with these guys the Cubs want Marcus Stroman back but in Jed's defense they shouldn't overpay for him because with him being an absolute number one elite pitcher they still stink so right you know that's the that's the negotiation and that's where they're gonna have to meet in the middle the whole key to this and I'll swing it to you because I'm talking too much the whole key to this is this how bad does Marcus Stroman want to be here? How bad do the Cubs want him to be here? And can they meet in the middle and find a price? Or does Marcus Stroman say to himself, man, Cubs offered me four years, 90, probably a fair deal. But if I keep pitching the way I'm pitching, I'm worth more than that on the open market. And I'm going to take that. And then that's when the Cubs will have to trade him. Now, there's also a scenario where Stroman gets traded and then says, I'm going to the open market. You have a Dexter Fowler situation where he's like, you know what? I wasn't getting as much as I thought. I want to go back to the Cubs. And then the Cubs get that Yankees-Chapman situation where they get a Hall prospects back for him and then get to retain him in free agency. That's unlikely. 
My prediction, my guess is before the deadline, this will get done. But the Cubs have no rush. They have until August 1st. So let's see how he keeps pitching. Let's see if his value continues to stay right. this high. Yeah, between now and August 1st, and likely earlier, but they have that much time if they want it, you would think the Cubs would approach Stroman and his agent about an extension. You would think that they would want to get value back if no extension, especially if the Cubs continue to lose at the rate that they're losing. Um, and I think the trade market will be will be ripe for him, and we'll talk about that in, in a few minutes. But I do think, and and there is, for whatever reason, apprehension on Strowman's part about narratives, you know, yeah. and I think screen time is his downfall there. I, I don't think Cubs fans were going to twist the Marcus Strowman situation. I think most of the, the, the discussion has been an outpouring of support about how he's doing, how he's been doing, how he is. And they want we we want him back. You know, I think most fans are are in that boat. So, you know, I think in terms of like reading the room, I don't think there was anyone you know about to to push this this fake storyline or whatever you want to call it. Right. I do think it's possible that Cubs have concerns about him. Sure. Um, in baseball terms or otherwise. Uh, you know, I think there is some age and sustainability concerns given that he's 32. It's it's possible the Cubs don't think his stuff as a ground ball machine, even despite the organization building a, a, a strong middle defense. I, I think it's possible they don't think his stuff will hold up. Typically, somebody like him could age well, but but I think it's possible the Cubs think it won't. And I think it's possible they don't like that he spoke up on uh, on this situation. Yeah. Um, I I don't think it's a, a guarantee by any means that they get a deal done. I think it could become complicated quickly. Um, but I do think, as we'll talk in the last segment, it could depend on now Jed's response, which is where Stroman put the Cubs a little bit in a rock and a hard place. Yeah. Um, I also wonder, Sam, about Stroman really exposing this question. Do the Cubs plan to contend in 2024? Because yeah. if he's not on the 2024 team, then who is on the team? Getting yeah. starts. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, again, I, I, the last thing I want to do, has come across as a Cubs organizational defender on this episode because there's nobody that's been more critical than me. But I don't think that's very fair to the Cubs because, yeah, if they don't sign him, it feels like they're w waving the white flag. But if he's asking for four for uh, – if he's asking for the John Lester contract, uh, you right. can't make you can't seriously make that deal. That, that just doesn't right. make sense. Um, and, and people have compared that to that. Marcus Stroman, A, is not John Lester – B, John Lester was two years, I think, younger when he hit free agency than Marcus Stroman and, and, and more established. C, I think Lester was six for 155, which is right about 25 million a year. You take you take two years off of that, you're right around the four for a hundred total. I think the number's about 40. I think it's a, it's four years in between 90 and 100. If they get right. that done, I'd be pretty I, I I'd be accepting of it. But you also have to take a look at Jed's perspective. What if he 
and, and we talked about this on yesterday's show that it's not going well at the big league level. What if he's uber confident in their pitching lab, quote, unquote, and he's like, I don't want to invest $100 million in a 33-year-old pitcher when I feel like Ben Brown and Cade Horton are yeah. going to be really good. There's a lot of questions, and I just think – I think Jed, because of the team, is so bad right now, and that is uh, – that's a huge fault of his, is going to take a massive beating in this. And, you know, I, I don't think it's all the way fair. Uh, to your point, I totally agree with you. Strowman coming out – and Marcus Strowman, let, let's just say – not to offend anybody, Marcus Stroman's a polarizing guy. Right. You ask anybody in the Mets organization about him, they very, feel very strongly in a negative manner about him. No, it didn't um, go well there. And there's a lot of people that feel very strongly about him in a positive area, and it's because he's an outspoken guy. I don't think any Cub per any any Cub fan that I know was thinking that he was being selfish um, if, if he got moved. Making that public felt unnecessary. Um, and it felt like an a, a, an easy ambush on the Cubs because they're down as an organization right now, and people are looking for ways to expose the Cubs and kick them while they're down. And it felt like he did that um, successfully. But he's a smart guy; he's a businessman, and it was a leverage move. Um, I do not think that that will end up being the deal breaker between Jed and Stroman. I don't. I don't. I, th I think Jed doesn't have that big of an ego. Three years would line him up with several other players who are now signed through the 2026 season. So I think that that would be a good number. That would lock him in for yeah. 24, 25, and 26. Due for a raise. So, I yeah, at a three-year price, I would say between 80 and 90 uh, M's. Uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll see how it shakes out. Yeah. Coming up next, we're going to go over one possible uh, – extension terms further or possible trade destinations to, to me, there's one team that seems uh, like a very likely destination for him. And then also how will the Cubs respond to Stroman as they begin uh, their homestand on Tuesday? We do that next. Today's episode is presented by game time, buying tickets to your favorite event. Shouldn't it be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports Music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're all set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to even dig through your email. And you can download the Game Time app today, create an account, and use code Locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, creating an account, redeem code locked on MLB for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed with game time. The Cubs play the Pirates at 7.05 p.m. Central Tuesday, and you can listen to every pitch with the Cubs hometown broadcast on Sirius XM. On the SXM app, search Cubs or tune in to channel 844 and catch the Cubs all season long on Sirius XM. So what did the Cubs do regarding Stroman and some scenarios moving forward? We've had some discussion on possible extension terms. Uh, you know, I, I think one team does stick out to me, Sam. Uh, curious to, to hear what you think about the market right now. But, you know, the Rangers would seem um like a a easy target 
they're playing really well despite Jacob DeGrom being out for the year. Strowman would fit nicely as a rotation piece for a team that is firmly in contention, and I think that would be his market. I think despite how well he's pitching, I don't think necessarily teams on the brink of contention would be in the market for him. I think it would be more of teams that are uh, all but making the postseason. Yeah, I, I would throw Baltimore in there. Yeah. I think Baltimore has some really weak starters, um, and they're having a really good year. And they're at that point that, that Cubs fans kind of dream to be in again, where they have a really young team and they've they've kept, they've collected a lot of prospects and they have the prospect capital to go out and make a deal like that and still feel really good about their farm system. Now, Cubs fans need to realize that unless Marcus Stroman verbally agrees to an extension before a deal, he's not going to get you back what you're thinking because he's he's a potential free agent. So right. it's that you're not going to get the hall you think he's basically a rental he's a rental um and so we'll see i think baltimore i think texas there's so many teams i mean any team could use a marcus stroman um you know new york the yankees either either new york well he won't go back to the mets the yankees um you know the astro i mean any team any team could use him so the angels um but yeah i agree with you um I, I would have Baltimore one, Texas two, but I don't think that route is necessary yet until we're in late July and haven't heard a peep yet. Like this thing could go, you, you they could announce that deal on deadline day. Totally. And I think, I think one thing to remind ourselves, and I probably should wait to say this till the Cubs part, but there's a major PR part in this guys. The Cubs are really struggling, right? We know this. I can't imagine the marquee numbers are great. I can't imagine if they continue to struggle in this pirate series here. I thought Bleacher Nation uh, put it really well. It's their last stand here. The, the, these next nine, ten games, they they have to sweep Pittsburgh. They have to make a statement to keep people interested. Or by by late June, by July, it's going to be just a complete joke again. And so they they can't really afford, and I mean this literally, to lose that many fans. So I could see some marginal yeah. marginal trades on deadline day and then they extend Strowman and everyone's like oh well, at least the Cubs extended Strowman just to as much of a PR move as it is a winning move um so we'll see yeah that's an interesting angle for sure and we'll have to see how much money there is that's the other thing there's so many cloudy things about the Cubs stuff like Suzuki and these injuries we don't know where their money's at. What if what if they're they're in a much better place than they were last year, and they they extend Strowman and still could extend another guy? What if they're not? There's so many. There's so much speculation. My guess is that Marcus Strowman will be a Chicago Cub in 2024. Um, I, I I knew that Nico Horner was going to get a deal at some point. I did not think Ian Happ was going to get one, but I also thought that Ian Happ was seeking a lot more money. If you told me three years, 61 was the deal, I would have said 100 percent the Cubs do that. So. We'll see. We'll see how the market plays out. and we'll Yeah, well, that's there. why I'm really curious about Jed Hoyer's response, possible response or likely response on Tuesday. Yeah. Because he was always by default, oh, we don't do extensions during the year. Then Horner got one right before opening day. Hap got one in April as the season was going. So mm-hmm. I am curious how he's going to respond. I do think that uh, – and he typically is available – um, at the start of homestands. So there should be an opportunity to hit for him to publicly reply. Um, I don't think it's a bad look necessarily if he doesn't, 
but it's so fresh. And if you're talking public relations, he could give a one or two sentences. I mean, that's not that's not something that should be so oh um, yeah you know yeah. insurmountable to him. He's um, going to say what he always says. He's going to say, yeah, we're aware of it. We're going to keep those discussions in house. Right. Right. I mean, that's what he's going to say. I mean, I but don't do think you, he... but do you believe Strowman when he says you, you say discussions in house, but is Strowman telling the truth? Yes. He, he says, he says there hasn't been any, Yeah, he hasn't been. And, and, and why should there be discussions yet? They have plenty of time. Let's right. see what, well, let me ask you a question. If Marcus Strowman goes out Thursday and goes four innings and gives up eight earned runs, does that change his market for you? I would say no. No. After I one think start, it w- I would say no. Okay. But see, that's what's so interesting. Because if he does have one bad start, and then he struggles the next one, and his ERA is in the mid-threes, my point is, is that right now the Stroman thing's a huge thing because he right now has been an NL Cy Young type pitcher. He's the but, best pitcher in the National League. Yeah. But it's, it's mid-June. You know, it's mid-June. It's not a full season. People got to remember, when you pay a player, you're giving them money based on what they have done, but how the contract ends up looking is based on what they're going to do. Right, future performance. Yeah, and so it's it's just a tricky thing. That's why I always laugh at, you know, Ian Happ hits a home run on opening day. Extend, Ian. Extend. Just, just let the professionals handle it. I would guess that this deal is going to get done. The response on Tuesday will be the response that everyone knows is coming. We're aware of what Marcus said, uh, blah, blah, blah. You know, we'll have those discussions when the time is right, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure they will approach him. And, you know, if the Cubs were to sign him right now, they'd be signing him at his highest possible value. Right. So, you know, they're and, and they don't have to make a decision until August 1st. So they're going to they're gonna wait on it. My whole thing is, is I hate all of this because it takes away discussion from the baseball field, and that's where all the discussion should be. Right. Well, and they're losing to begin with. They're losing, and why are they losing? Why is player X, Y, and Z not pitchable? Why is hitter right. X, Y, and Z hitting in the you know ha- hasn't hit a home run since May? And you know Swanson, yep. Suzuki, and Happ have combined for what, like ten homers the whole season? For heaven's sake! Uh, right. Um, right. Exactly. You know, those are the conversations I want to have. This just lets everybody off the hook. And it's like, we're having these huge conversations. The team stinks. So why don't we start winning some games first and then we can have those side conversations. I don't know. I've never been a big fan of this stuff. So we're 40% through the season. The Cubs are 28 and 37. And yet they have a critical nine game stretch ahead with a homestand beginning Tuesday night against the Pirates. They play the Buccos in six of these next nine and on Wednesday's episode, we'll begin to break down the beginning of the Pirate series and a whole lot more. Shout out to the Everydayers who are with us all five episodes throughout the week. And you can become an Everydayer by checking us out each and every weekday. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for Locked On Cubs on YouTube and smash the like button for the algorithm. Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your pods on the audio side and streaming on SiriusXM. He's Sam Olber. I'm Matt Cozy. This is Locked On Cubs.